Hello, it's Shahid here and welcome back. Our award show is open and the next deadline is the 8th of March. Full rundown of dates are available on the Creative Floor Awards site. Just to let you know, uh, this is the concluding part of the Power of Advertising and Steve is available for talks so you can get directly in touch with us. He's also collaborating with us on a course directly for clients. So any agency that enters this year's award show will get exclusive access. Just email us at awards at the and we will be donating a proportion of Steve's fee to our talent and diversity fund. We've always said not all awards are created equal and hopefully this is just a small demonstration alongside everything else that we do for our community. So anyway, enough from me, strap in and enjoy. Two people, two people in a room, two people going to sit in a cafe. That's the best circumstances to crack an idea. Not a team of people. There's too many cooks. There's a reason why advertising pretty much took off the moment art directors and copyrighters were put in the same room together. Because obviously in the 50s when it first started off, and anybody who's seen Mad Men will know this, is that basically copywriters were on their own and they used to write everything. And then they put their script under the door to an art director in their own little room and he just he or she would just draw it up. But the moment in the 60s when they started to put teams together, two heads are better than one. You need somebody to bounce an idea off, one person ideally, to bounce an idea off, to basically eventually break down and come to a solution. There were exceptional people like Frank Budgeon used to work on his own and John Webster would work on his own a lot of the time. But generally, you need two people. Now, I think the most you could get away with to create a really great idea is you could have a third person. But in a way, that third person is really a crep director in that relationship because two people bash an idea out and the third person will act as a crep director. So the holy trio of creative advertising, uh, and, and there's no reason why this should be any different now is that you have two people to bash an idea out. One's got a visual brain. One's got a, a writing brain. Two people who've got both brains. Victoria and I would both write and art direct. And then you have a third person, the correct director, who could take the idea without emotion being involved and logically break down, yeah, that's good, but just change that. That is still the best way of coming up with a idea. I don't think anything's changed. This whole thing of all being in an open plan office where everybody's on YouTube, basically. That's where creativity is right now. It's everybody in an open plan office on YouTube, probably with earphones, so they, nobody, the next person can't hear what you're watching on YouTube because that's the next idea you're going to steal, you know, be influenced by. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we used to, I used to go to watch movies and be influenced by movies. Oh, I'll take, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being inspired. A lot of the great, best ads are inspired from other, you know, somebody wants, so there's no, there's not an original idea. There's only seven ideas. It, it's just variations of, the, of seven ideas. And everything's influenced from something. Nothing's really, truly original. So there's nothing wrong with that, but I think that's part of the problem. I think part of the problem, this is massively controversial probably, is open plan offices. I think is the worst thing that happened to advertising, right? I, I think that is, for open plan crate departments, shall we say. I think that's part of the problem. Victoria and I would, we never were in the office. I mean, it used to drive crate directors bonkers we did because we were never in the office i did a, a post on, on the power of advertising like my tips for cracking ideas which was very popular according to google analytics but um i basically break down what how we what we used to do when we were in trouble and we had a deadline we couldn't crack it 
the sort of things that we used to do come up with an idea. And one, and one of the first things was, was to get out of the office. I mean, I saw that post and it was really, really helpful. So we won't give it away. Well, hopefully anyone listening to this who's connecting to what you're saying can go and check out thepavadvertising.com. We'll put it in the, in the show notes for sure. I, 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 will, I will mention one of them. Yeah. Because okay. if for anybody who hasn't watched it, you will never crack an idea after seven o'clock. Right. You will never crack an idea after seven o'clock. That's any good. You're better getting up at seven in the morning. But after seven o'clock, if you have not cracked that idea, even if you've got a deadline of nine o'clock the next day, you are better off going home, going to the pub, having a meal, just forgetting about it and getting up at six o'clock in the morning and then cracking because mornings are the best for ideas. The brain in the morning is the best for crack, cracking ideas and evenings are the worst. So the, so the, the creative team would go, oh, we're going to do an all-nighter. I'm telling you now, you are wasting your time. You are completely wasting your time because, yes, you may come up with an idea, but I promise you it'll be an idea born out of desperation because you want to go to bed. So don't even bother. Get up at five in the morning, spend four hours cracking it rather than spending seven till 12 you know, so that, yeah, so there's, there's certain, there's certain things you can do to crack ideas that, you know, has come out of experience really of being under pressure. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, I'm going all over the place. It's just, sorry. It's how my brain works. It's morning. <laughs> so so I'm, I've, I've got, I'm, I'm, this good. is it. Cause if we're doing this in the morning. This is my brain going all over the place. So this is a, this is why I'm saying mornings are good because that's what you want. You want your brain to go all over the place to crack an idea, don't you? So this is why this podcast is a bit meandering for me because I'm yeah I guess I'm confirming why mornings are good yeah your, your, your yeah. brain starts dying about yeah no this well this is what we do on this podcast there's no um there's no set questions we just jump on and chat and just it goes <laughs> yeah. so everyone's listening to this as we're saying it I guess it's nothing scripted so that's it's wicked it's really cool so how long has the power of advertising been going on I sat on it for a year and didn't do it. Yeah, That's, which is typical of me. I went, oh, no one's going to be interested. And then I don't know. I woke up uh, in April one day and just went, "Oh, I'm going to post it." And uh, and then I got a, quite a good response from the initial thing. And and then I just kept posting every week for about four months. And then uh, after I spoke to you, you told me to get Google Analytics. And then I suddenly realised, wow, there's thousands of people hitting my website. And I was really shocked and I just thought well I'll keep doing it then yeah and it's had 30,000 hits it's pretty which for me mind-blowing because you, you do something like this you think well is anybody going to be really interested but I think why it's been okay another reason why it's been good is that uh, you know, yeah this is another one of my things that I, it's really about ideas is great ideas are timeless Right. And look, going back over my work, why why it gave me the confidence to keep going is that the work that I did with Victoria, you could run now. It's not dated. And that's because great ideas don't date. And not only that, like, you know, we did this. One of the ads we did was for a vacuum cleaner for Electrolux. And it did really, really well. And it was basically we went inside a carpet and we did Jurassic Park meets Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And you, you see all these dust mites. Uh, vacuum cleaner did with this bag is it collected dust mites that was the strategy so we came up with this but I looked at that now and went oh my god this could run now but not only that it would it'd be great 15 second ad it'd be great five second ad it would still it was only a 30 anyway it would still work on Instagram it would still work as posters that's why I still believe that 
there's great advertising to be made, even though we've got this new technology and there's, you know, this new media. I still, I'm frustrated that people are not doing enough great advertising. So everyone's complaining. It's really hard. You can't certainly can't tell a narrative in 15 seconds. I think, you know, creatives, when they do an advertising, is they have a dream of doing a narrative commercial and telling a story, right? Because a lot of creatives have a desire to make feature films, right? Or, you know, write TV. So they basically get very frustrated by the 15 seconds. But I think what you've got to do is you've got to embrace that 15 seconds. I mean, my fa- some of my favourite commercials ever made were for iDents. Do you remember the Doritos iDents? Yeah. Richard Flinton did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are just brilliant. And they were five seconds. So it's like DNA D, I don't know if they still do it, but it's best 10 second commercial, best 20 second commercial. Some brilliant 20 second commercials been made. I just think that advertising at the moment, creatives, along with agencies and clients, are just not, they're just not pushing enough. You know, they're not pushing enough to find a, a good solution to a 15 second. I mean, look, and also I don't think people are really realizing how amazing things are at the moment because the great thing about doing like a poster or a press ad now, it costs nothing to put it out there. It costs nothing to put it on Instagram. It costs nothing to put it on. You get an instant feedback if it's a success. I mean, this this is amazing. You don't even have to put it into research. You go, well, I'll just put it out there. Oh, look, it's got 100,000 hits. It's like, I mean, there's so many things to be excited about with new media and new technology with advertising at the moment. I just think that it's a bit frustrating for me because I feel like I, I want to shake everybody and go, hey, come on. But, you know. I guess you are doing that with the power of advertising, right? Because you're kind of showing what best practice looks like. And if people, you know, can just sort of get a bit inspired by that, then they can take that into their agencies and, and apply it to their, you know, well, maybe I need to push that a bit more, Shahid. Um, I think just saying that out loud now, I think I need to stop because because people could still look at it and go, oh, yeah, but those are the great days when clients would buy great work. Well, no, it's every single piece of work that I've got got made because we thought it out thoroughly and it was an easy sell and it could run now. But maybe I need to I need to talk more about what I've just said, which is basically embrace what we've got. This is it's a really exciting you know, maybe I need to do some posts on that. And that maybe that's where this year is going to go, because the next year, I think I'm going to be talking about the future of advertising on the power of advertising and, and how to embrace where we are now and how to create circumstances to get the best ideas. Uh, and as I said, obviously, I'm working on this seminar, which actually will be aimed at clients. It's not going to be aimed at agencies. The, the, the power of advertising website is aimed at creatives and it's aimed at junior creatives, junior account people, junior planners junior tv producers yeah it's kind of like in truth it's probably aimed at anyone who is in an agency because it's all again just for my own sort of experience it's if everyone sort of believes in the same thing it's a lot easier to get to where you want to get to right so yes. even even sharing this with anyone in an agency of like well you know look at that look at what steve did with audi or look what he did with Levi's or, or whatever happens to be and if people are inspired by that and go oh my god we need to be doing this sort of stuff and just picking up the tips and the tricks and all your learnings that you're sharing it just makes everyone's life a little bit easier because as we know the, the real painful parts of the job is just the constant internal fighting and the internal fighting generally comes around beliefs and and, and why you're all there 
right? Some people are there because they want to make great work and some people are there because they just want to play politics or they just want to, you know, they just want to get an invoice paid on time. And I don't know, I, I, I see this as not just for creatives. I, I, I see this for, is almost like free training and development for every single person in an agency. If I owned an agency and I was bringing in people from all walks of life, I would make this mandatory for them to, to get their head around why it is that they're, they're in that job. Personally. Oh, well, that's great. Thanks. That's really kind. I mean, the thing is that funny enough, somebody has said they, they're a correct director and they actually play them for their yeah. creative department, Yeah, which is amazing. It's like, wow. Okay. That's good. I'm, I'm glad I'm helping. I mean, I just, I, I just know what it's like when you're skin creative and you're desperate to express yourself and you're frustrated and, you know, you need someone to inspire you. I mean, I had, I had Frank Budgeon and all those people in to inspire me in the creative department. But when you're sort of, you know, a freelance creative or you're, or a junior creative and you've just landed, you've somehow landed your first job, you, hopefully the agency inspires you, but, but it's also good to be externally inspired. I mean, you know, you remember what it's like, there was always somebody in another agency who was doing better work. You went, bloody hell, I want to do that. How do you do? You know, you need, you need that. Yeah. It's it's I just think it's really important and I just think especially my generation of creatives like we, have, we you don't lose it. I mean this is this is the other thing it's very frustrating for me is that I'm as good as judging an idea as I've ever been any time in my life. I probably I'm actually probably better. I would make a better craft director now than I would have done 20 years ago. I I mean I, you know that that doesn't go away. You you don't lose that. It may lose the energy to come up with ideas all the time. You've got that when you're younger. That's true. But but as a creative director or an ECD, the older, the better. You know, it's like you, you just I still come up with ideas for adverts. That I just write down. I mean, I've got a bottom drawer of ideas that I remember a friend. I think Tony Davis had an idea. Tony had a great idea. He, he wanted to, he had this idea called bin bags and he wanted to get all the scripts that had been rejected by agencies you know when you used to write them out on paper type them out on paper and put them in bin bags and then sell these bin bags to clients <laughs> and, and, and it's true and I, and I just the other thing that I always think about with credit departments is my god if I was a multi-billionaire I would literally just buy say the credit department of Adam and Eve I would just go right I'm literally taking the entire credit department of Adam and Eve sorry I'm going to double their salaries and they're going to work for me right <laughs> This is my fantasy, right? And basically, and I'd say to them, right, I don't want you to do adverts now. I want you to come up with feature film ideas. I want you to come up with products. I want you to come up with TV shows. Because it's such an incredibly untapped, I mean, it's literally a room of people who literally all they do is come up with ideas, right? And when, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but when we, I remember when we did a, we did a campaign which is now everyone knows it is EE, but it, it, once upon a time, part of part of EE was this client called One to One, and we did this campaign at BBH called One to One, which is a, a network phone network. And so the idea was who who, who would you like to have a One to One with? And we did we launched this campaign, did the first three, and then it went on for about ten years, and it was a huge success. When we came up with the idea, we actually said well, this should be a radio show and a TV show. Let's ask celebrities who they'd most like to meet and do a documentary or a, a, an hour long TV show about it. Right. And of course, nobody bit on it because, oh, well, yeah, no, we just really want to do posters and press and radio. But we already were thinking beyond that, like this should be a TV show. If I came out now, somebody would buy it up and it'd be a radio show. Right. So we were already thinking of ideas beyond. And we were, we thought of photography books, 
we thought of like novels, <laughs> TV shows. Yeah. Just, I mean, that that untapped source of creative. I mean, it's incredible. And agencies shouldn't forget and clients shouldn't forget that when they work with agencies, there is a creative department who literally their job, their job is to literally nonstop, 24 hours a day, constantly think of ideas. I mean, it's it's amazing when you think about it. Yeah. Have you heard of a guy called Michael Birch? He um, yes, yeah. He he founded Bebo, which got it made him like a billionaire, and he oh, yeah. did exactly what you just um, your your idea. So he oh did he? Yeah, he created this company in San Francisco called Monkey Inferno, and he just hired in like all sorts of people, like creatives, um, designers. Developers. Oh my god! Right, yeah. So and because god. he had so much money, he wasn't there to kind of hit targets he was like you just come in or do what you want to do and just share your ideas and if i like them we'll make them <laughs> that's where um you know wow watch dragon's den so like stephen bartlett yeah. that's where he yeah ended up going and then he came out with his own ideas and then alex chu is founder of calm the meditation app so even like him having that as a as an infrastructure and as a as a thing kind of created like people who just came out who in the end, Monkey Inferno didn't want to do their ideas, but then they just went off and were like, oh, actually, I'm going to do it myself then. But there was a, there are places like that though, that exist, but there aren't those places in the UK. So maybe buy a lottery ticket this week and um, <laughs> yeah. we, can, we can do it. Yeah, but it, it's, it's, well, it's just it goes to show everybody listening there. It's like you come up with an idea, you better check that idea hasn't been done before. <laughs> but wow, yeah, well, they, yeah, they, there you go. So it's like, you know, I was speaking to someone the other day and they said that people are still joining advertising, but I think it was somebody from the DNAD said people are going into advertising, but not through the normal channels. It's almost like a club. It's almost like a secret club. People go, oh, do you realise you could get paid this and do this in advertising? People, it's not like a first thought. People are discovering advertising through other people. Go, oh, you should maybe you should think about get, joining advertising. Didn't used to be like that. That's so people are still are joining advertising, and people still want to be creatives in advertising. But I do think there's quite a lot of frustrated creatives out there, judging by the people that are coming on my site. There doesn't seem to be like there was all, like in an agency. It was a there was a it was a community of like-minded people trying to crack great ideas and outdo each other maybe that sense of community has gone a little bit at the moment and maybe that's why my site's doing okay because it's kind of you know I got an email after a, a couple of months from somebody I'd never met before just on my thing just saying you didn't post today why <laughs> it's like wow you you're actually waiting for my post so what that means to me is that there is a desire for a creative community and I know lots of people are trying to do that on LinkedIn and and that's great. And it, it, it but there definitely, definitely is a very strong desire for an advertising creative community. And it doesn't have to be creatives, it can be planners, it can be anybody who's yeah. just excited about advertising, of course. That's the real uh, metric though, I always found. Like yes, you you know, tens of thousands of people, it's, it's all kind of nice to see. But I think the real metric is even if you you know, one person reaches out and just says, thank you or they say hey or that you know they they you genuinely made a difference to that person's week oh yeah exactly that's, that, that that's the best and that's the bit that google never quite gives you but no 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 that thankfully has been coming through messages like from you shaheed and then you know like all the messages from people like this is like yeah to my to, to my favorite messages this is like the best three-year advertising course in 10 minutes and then, and then the other one was I've I feel like I've just discovered a gold mine. That was another favourite of mine. 
so this is just like like wow okay well thanks everybody i'll keep doing it but it's a as you know these things it's a lot of work yeah it is. i mean i i did the I wasn't sure if I wanted to get into interviews because they're an incredible amount of work. I don't want to do a podcast or anything. I think there are certain people, yeah, you, you're really good. Or I can tell you're really great at doing podcasts just by your demeanor and the way you're sort of talking to me. You're, I, I don't really want to do that, but I, I thought I'd have a go at an interview. So I interviewed Tony Davison, who's an ECD, of, uh, who was ex-ECD of Ron and Kennedy. And I've just posted yesterday, actually, this part two of it, where he talks about his favorite advertising he, he did as a crep director. And it's massively popular. I can tell from the analytics, it's probably the most popular. The one I did, the part one is the most popular thing I've done. It's brilliant. Um, I saw it. It's absolutely excellent. It's so Well, he's good. just great, Tony, yeah. because he's enthusiastic. And, you know, his big thing is creative disruption, not creative directing. And, you know, just, yeah. And, and creative disruption is needed more than ever now. We need people like Tony because of Instagram, because of, you, you need someone who can just richly shake it up, who's, who wants to. And, and obviously, you know, again, Tony's one of those people. He's got he's got this incredible will <laughs> that when he wants something, he, his will is greater than everybody else's and he'll make it happen. And I'd, I'd like to think there are still great clients out there. And I'm sure there are because there are still occasionally there are some good commercials still. They're few and far between now. But there are some good commercials, therefore there are some good clients. And things do seem to be picking up a little bit. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed certainly in the last six months, advertise, there's been a, more good advertising. So something's in the air. Um, I, I think you're right, actually. I think it sort of goes back to, I think, the hope part that you were talking about. Because let's be frank, like, you know, TV isn't just the only medium anymore. You know, things are either no. on Instagram or they're on TikTok or whatever. And because everything's so instant in terms of the data, like whether people liked it or not, you're not going to share something that makes you look like a corporate idiot, right? Or, or boring, or whatever. You're, you're going to share something that makes you look cool as an individual. Yes. So I think that is where the transition and, and the hope lives, frankly. Well, I good. mean, this is, this, is, this is what I'm going to talk about when I talk about the future of advertising. You know, the, the greatest thing about, about sharing stuff online is you only like you said you only share good stuff therefore if you're only going to share good stuff sure the writing has to improve advertising has to improve or you're not going to share it so the very fact of sharing on the internet has got to be positive for the future of advertising for instance because you've got to do something that's creative or it won't get shared it will get ignored and now it's getting easier to ignore like you remember like, well, you know, it was very hard to ignore really terrible advertising when there was only TV, really, and satellite TV and radio. And you couldn't avoid the really awful ads that got made. But you can ignore them now. You can literally just ignore them unless they captivate you straight away. And that is, again, I, I think it's a positive thing for the future. I think that creativity is going to become a, a massive currency because of modern technology and because of new media. Thank you to the sponsor of this podcast, Boom CGI. Uh, they're a team of digital artists specializing in the craft of CGI animation across entertainment, advertising, and of course, pharma. The team love nothing more than taking ideas from concept through to completion. They are highly skilled in delivering character design, CGI modeling, texturing, animation, 
and post-production and are huge, huge supporters of the Creative Floor Awards. So do check them out at boomcgi.com. So I just think we've just gone through this little weird, like we're trying to work out where it's going to settle down. And once it's settled down, we know what people watch and what they don't watch. And, you know, obviously the advent of streaming. Now all this, all the streaming companies now are now giving you advertising options at a lower price, right? So before you'd pay for Netflix and you got no ads because you paid for it. But now, you know, the very fact that Netflix are now are doing or about to do a lower subscription fee, but with ads. That's huge. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. Advertising is not going anywhere. <laughs> a lot that I've not talked about many things that I could have talked about because they're all on the power of advertising. If you go onto the power of advertising, you'll see I'll break down all my work. I'll break down how we came to those solutions. And also on the I talk about the shooting process, the creative process. So obviously I've I've not I didn't want to repeat myself on this podcast to a certain extent because it's all on there. And and also I, I as I said, there's other subjects that to break down. Like you've got a deadline, you can't crack an idea. Some techniques. I also talk about what makes a good creative director, what makes a good TV producer. So a lot of the stuff I haven't covered on this podcast is is all on the website. Fantastic. Well, look, Steve, thank you for spending your entire morning with me today. I found it personally fascinating to hear about your journey into the advertising industry as a creative and then getting into directing, shared some incredible tips, how to get work through market research. I think I got a lot around just the attitude of what it need, what you need to do to get, get through this industry. I really appreciated the, the examples of versatility. Thank you selfishly and personally for doing the power of advertising i think it's given all of us a lot of hope it's a it's a master class frankly and as you sort of mentioned it kind of just scratches the surface in terms of what's coming down the line from that platform uh, i just also like to say that uh, steve is available for talks in agencies and definitely just check him check his platform out and you know you can contact him directly uh, if you want more of a, a personalized <laughs> version of this in your agency and we just can't wait to see uh, the courses that you're building and hopefully it will help many many more of us so thank you steve great that's fantastic thank you shaheed